1: 275. I'm really excited. We've got a friend of the show. He's been on the show before, but it was quite a while ago. And we thought we just got to have him back. And that's Patrick Rawland. Like to introduce yourself quickly, Patrick?
2: Yeah, let's see. Uh, I do a lot of WooCommerce stuff. Uh, So I did product management did support did development, did a lot of stuff there. And right now I just finished up a book for WooCommerce, uh, which is on Amazon now. And I've been doing some awesome webinars at iThemes.
1: Yeah, a busy man, to say the least. And we've got my great co-host, Kim, back. Um, she did a great job last week. Um, it, it was much more serious show about me. Uh, Kim, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Absolutely. I'm Kim Shivler. I'm a, a communication specialist and instructional design consultant and the co-host of this wonderful show.
1: Oh, thank you, Kim. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a WordPress maintenance service company, which specializes in membership and learning management systems on the WordPress platform. And before we go into the main part of the interview, I'd like to um, tell you about our sponsor, which is Kinsta Hosting. And Kinsta, um, we got the WP Tonic website on Kinsta, and we got some of our clients' websites on Kinsta's and I've been totally happy with them. Um, they're a great specialised WordPress hosting platform, um, staging site, all the bells and whistles. But they're size that they still really care. So um, when I've contacted their technical support, I just get superb service. And they even understand my English accent, which is even better. Uh, um, so we're going to go in. So, Patrick... Um, <laughs> You're going to be doing some um, online um, webinars with your, with iThemes about WooCommerce. Tell us more about this, Patrick.
2: Yeah, so I met uh, someone from iThemes last summer, and they said, hey, like, we have thousands of people. They all want to know about WooCommerce, and we've been struggling to find someone. So I said I'd uh, show up and uh, talk about WooCommerce. And at first, I thought I was just would just talk about it for like an hour, uh, for, for just for free, like, you know, just chatting about it. Uh, But they wanted a lot more, so we made three free hour-long webinars and then three paid like three to four-hour-long webinars. And so we just kind of broke it up by topic um, and have been going over every aspect of WooCommerce. And uh, it's actually very cool uh, because I'm used to doing like a WordCamp presentation that's like an hour long, but I just finished up a -a three-and-a-half-hour-long presentation where we talked about every setting. Uh, So it was was cool to get a little bit more detail-oriented, I guess.
1: Oh, this is great because we're all about we we're, we're all about WordPress and we're all all about courses and memberships so you you just gone through a process of building a a kind of mini course really haven't you?
2: Yeah, it was yeah, and um I'm 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 trying to figure out what I can do with this information later, but for right now it was great to like put together three hours of content, which actually stretched to three and a half. Yeah, it was cool.
1: And what are the areas you're gonna be covering? You're gonna so, give us a little insight.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah, so the one we just did was like sort of WooCommerce Bootcamp. It covered like every setting. Uh we have two more, uh two more paid ones and two more free ones. Uh the two more paid ones are like uh how to customize how to make WooCommerce Pixel perfect. So I'm gonna spend two hours talking about how you customize the product page with hooks, with plugins, what, uh, with CSS. And then I'm going to spend two hours talking about how you customize like the shop page and a little bit of extra information on just images and, and st- questions that people have that I just want to have a dedicated amount of time to talk about. Um, so uh, custom- making WooCommerce pixel perfect. And the, second, the last one, which I'm, I think I'm the most excited about, is basically how you can make money with WooCommerce. Uh, because having all the WooCommerce skills in the world doesn't mean anything if you can't sell it to a client. Uh, so we're just talking about how you scope an e-commerce project and things to watch out for and how to how to make your first e-commerce site go really smoothly by using c- certain defaults, stuff like that.
1: All right, so it's aimed at the, how to put this, either the developer or a um, maybe owner that's looking to go to WooCommerce that wants to learn more about it, that might attempt some of it themselves, but wants to be able to know the fundamentals so they can choose the right developer would that be a fair synopsis of the uh, people that you're aiming at
2: yeah i think it's mostly like freelancers people who run their own business but I, but I, i'm the type of person that if you if you want to know like if you just go to that and watch it you will understand the process and when you do hire a developer you will know what they're going to go through and you're going to be a better client for them so it, it right. it'll work for anyone
1: so what are some of the um main things... Um, because obviously this is an a, a audio podcast, um, so we can't go into screen sharing mode, hmm. uh, um, but you can, you're can. extremely experienced in, in this. Uh, what are some of the biggest catches that catch out a developer that is attempting their first WooCommerce project?
2: Oh boy. Some of the, oh, so I'm I, two hours later, we're doing. yeah, I, uh, we'll cover, we'll just, we'll just skim the surface here, but I, I think you can, I think one of the, the best things you can do for your first e-commerce site ever is to, uh, is to have a client that will agree to use the default payment and shipping options. So if a client wants to use Stripe, that is 10 times easier than using first data or authorized on net or some like older, more traditional gateway that is just putzier to set up. And the same thing goes for shipping. So if you want to, especially in the U.S., if you want to use U.S. USPS here in the U.S., that's built into WooCommerce services. You just click a couple buttons and it's set up. If you want to use FedEx and they want to, and they have like discounted rates, you have to have copy and paste five API keys. One of them is sent to you in an email. Three of them are on one page on FedEx site, and one of them is on a different. Explaining that to a client just takes time. They're going to call you. They're going to send you the wrong information. Like I've had clients send me the wrong banking information before. Like they just, the least, you you just want to have the least amount of moving parts. So simplifying payment and shipping will make your first e-commerce site go much better for you.
1: (laughs) What about the kind of theme conflict, theme, theme selection? Got any insights about that?
2: I always recommend Storefront for your first theme. It's just it because it's built by WooCommerce and is constantly updated. I think you will save yourself a lot of headaches. Uh, and it it is sort of like I like to look at Storefront as like a base theme, and then you they have all these like little plugins. Just learn how to customize that theme, and then you and then you know it'll always work with WooCommerce. I know with the latest WooCommerce update, some themes had some problems with WooCommerce 3.3, and they to like I think they like paused the rollout on WordPress.org because they saw so many issues. So that, you know, that that stuff happens and it's just best if you use Storefront, which is the, you know, official theme. That's great. Got a question, Kim?
0: I I do, actually, a couple. So (laughs) for your audience on these, you said it would pretty much work with anybody. So these would uh, also work for a do-it-yourselfer, just learning WordPress and WooCommerce, or are you teaching at a little bit higher level since you mentioned talking to developers about how to make money?
2: Yeah. So I think the make, you know, the, the one that's focused on like how you, how you can sell a WooCommerce website is, is mostly going to be useful for like a freelancer, or someone that works at an agency. It's still useful for people that would otherwise attend it. However, the making WooCommerce pixel perfect, which is next week, uh, that one I think is still very useful for because I start the simple stuff. I always, I always like to build up. So we start with plugins, like here are plugins that can customize the product page. You know, we talk about um, product reviews pro. So if you want to have better product reviews, like video product reviews instead of text, here's how you do that. Uh, We're gonna do that for about an hour. And then we're going to get into how you can customize it with code in the second hour. So I always try to build up and at, at, at best case scenario, even if you don't know any code, you go, Oh, this is possible without code. And this is if I really want to do it is how much work about how much work it could take for a developer to do it with code.
0: Excellent. I have a customer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work with WooCommerce anymore, but mm-hmm. my first project was if everything you would have said, don't do, it was a client. It was authorized net UPS, FedEx, uh, Shipped to multiple addresses.
2: Oh boy! Uh, that
0: subscriptions. Was... It oh. Was like,
1: oh! Oh no! <laughs> you know, I... you, 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 you're not watching this. You, you know, if you, you, need to go to the YouTube page. <laughs> uh, web page with a full set. Um, Patrick's just gone white. With <laughs> <laughs> project. We really scared him today.
0: <laughs>
2: I, you know, it's funny. I think I got lucky with my first e-commerce project where the client didn't know what they wanted. So we built the entire, like, or like, like what shipping provider they wanted. So we built everything except for the store, like everything except for the check carts and checkout in phase one. And then we were able to scope phase two while building phase one. And that really, really helped us because we were just kind of thrown into the deep end and we didn't know how complex it'd be. And we're, you know, you're trying to take your best guess by looking yeah. at the docs for an hour. But building in phases, like, was a blessing in disguise, so.
0: Yes, I, I, would, I would say that's true. <laughs> um, so, for a developer, one of the things that I found was part of the challenge with Woo is there are so many add-ons. Mm. Not even just third-party, from Woo themselves, mm-hmm. there's so many. Do you give, maybe, in your book or in these classes kind of a roadmap for how to approach these plugins because you know we ended up in this one. i think we had 15
1: mm-hmm.
0: woo add-ons and we had updates that broke mm. because the add-ons weren't all mm-hmm. integrating properly so do you have a roadmap that would help with that yeah,
2: yeah so so uh, so last week and so last week i did a, the best WooCommerce plugins webinar. It was a free one. You can go check it out on iThemes.com. They have like an archive of free webinars, but I have a, in the very beginning of the, of the webinar before I started, basically, it was like, here's how you pick a plugin. And one of the things I always say is if you're, if something is critical to your store, like if it is a um, shipping plugin, a payments plugin, maybe something with taxes or subscriptions, and you have a subscription site, like something that's sort of crucial to your store, I almost always recommend the official plugins because they're just so much less likely to break. Uh, And, and even if they do break, you can immediately get on support and have them help you fix it. I, I would be, I don't want to build a business on someone's free payment gateway that they might not update. You know what I mean? Um, So that's, that's one of the things And I, I talk about like support to make sure people update stuff. But I think the big thing is anything that's crucial for your store I would always default to the the official version from WooCommerce.
0: Absolutely agree with that. And folks, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm handing it back to Jonathan to ask some more questions of our guest.
2: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, thirty-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
1: Yep, we're coming back. Uh, thanks for that, Kim. Um, we've had a great discussion. It's gone quick though. But um, before we we start talking about uh, members, which is the membership subscription plugin that works with WooCommerce. Um, I just want to ask you a quick um, question about when do you think WooCommerce is the right solution compared to fully hosted solutions? And particularly, I'm talking about Shopify. Um, It's ongoing debate. Do you have this debate with your own clients or when you're consulting about, know why they should go with WooCommerce and they shouldn't go with Shopify and what their strengths and weaknesses are?
2: So I am never, I never say you, you have to use this because this is what I use. I always try to figure out what the client needs. And I think what you need to do is go, okay, so Shopify is really good at this. WooCommerce is really good at this. You figure out their needs and then recommend the best platform for them. Uh, And what I, so here's, and here's my little cheat sheet is Shopify is, the most reliable, like, you know, if you're so worried about plugin conflicts, Shopify is very reliable. There are sometimes app conflicts, but they're a lot less likely to happen. However, here's, here's the thing that a lot of WordPress people forget is there's always that grass is greener phenomenon, right? We're like, oh, oh God, we always have plugin conflict. That's, that's the WordPress developers world, right? Plugin conflicts and updates and, and all this stuff. The Shopify developers world is, God, I wish I could do that, but we're just so locked down that it's not possible. So Shopify doesn't have that robust ecosystem. They don't have, you can't customize certain things in your theme with, or if you can, it's a lot harder. Something like adding a newsletter widget to your sidebar is incredibly challenging in Shopify. And in WordPress, it's like a three seconds plugin install, connect to MailChimp and you're done. So I think people for, I think sometimes we have that grass is greener thing. Um, So if you have a client who just wants something super simple, they don't care what it looks like and they just want it to always be reliable, Shopify is great. Uh, if they want something, if they want to customize things or just have it look pretty in certain ways, WooCommerce is great. And I always just pick whatever's best for the client.
1: Oh, I think you've just put that so well, actually. i give you top marks for that, back. I'm not being sarcastic there. Um, it really was very insightful. And really, you got, I think you got to the heart of what people got to really consider, haven't they? Because... Like you say, we—it's a part of human nature. I agree mm-hmm. that to see the grass is greener somewhere else, really, isn't it? And um, I'm, that was great. Let's go on to <laughs> members. Um yeah. What do you see um, as a, as a membership plug in a subscription? What do you see some of its strengths and maybe some of its weaknesses as well?
2: So I I really like WooCommerce memberships. Um, It was something uh, I talked about with the team when they were, the Skybridge team, when they were building it, when I was still product manager at Woo and it was cool to talk about like, I wanted to do this. And they're like, it already does that. So like they've, we sort of mapped out a memberships plugin. They proposed one to us and like, it sort of like lined up. Like all the features we wanted, it already has. So, I mean, memberships has all the things you'd imagine where you can assign people, you can have different levels of membership. You can restrict content on membership. Um, you can have people pay for that membership. It can integrate with subscriptions, lots of good stuff. I think WordPress's biggest advantage is that it's one of the best content platforms. And so when you can combine content plus content restriction and sell access to that content, I think that's a pretty awesome combination.
1: Well, that was any weakness that comes to mind.
2: Uh, I, I, I can't think of anything huge. Um, I, I'm trying to think of, like, if you have a very specialized membership system, uh, maybe there's something, but most memberships are either about content or they're sort of like a, like a, I'm trying to think of the right word here, but there's sort of like a group based pricing discount, like, or group membership, like Costco, where you have to, like, be a member to buy. And membership handles both of those really well.
1: All right. Great. Kim, got any questions?
0: Yes, I do. I keep muting myself. <laughs> I absolutely do. Um My one challenge with with the memberships for that is if somebody doesn't have a full online store, Mm. is it still a requirement that you do have to have WooCommerce to run it? Because for me, when I teach basic memberships to someone and they just want a, a quick membership, Woo seems to be overkill for me in the setup and maintenance. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so this goes back to like choosing the right tool for the the customer, right? Because if someone doesn't need uh, shipping and taxes, and or, or or maybe they probably need taxes, but if they don't need like shipping settings or they don't need a hundred payment gateways, or just they just want it to integrate with PayPal or whatever. There's always simpler options out there. The the one thing that I always ask a client to consider is like, where do you want to be five years from now? From now, because especially with e-commerce or, or memberships, is like you usually build a system and then you have to like live on that system for forever. It's like I'm trying to think of like, if someone wants to like own a giant apartment complex five years from now, they have to buy a big plot of land. Does that make sense? Like they can't buy a tiny plot of land. Like, so depending on what their goals are, if they want to, if they eventually want to sell products, if they eventually want to have a huge content library and sell access to that, uh, then, then they should consider it. But you're right. Um, it's important to think about how complex the tool is and your client skill level. Uh, and there's a lot of other considerations that go into it.
0: Excellent, thank you for that and And I love your point on thinking ahead. Uh, I just facilitated a team moving a customer from wish list member to member mm. press, mm. and it was not a fun process. Let me let me tell you
2: yeah, totally
0: it, it's a big deal to do that, so good point, folks think of of uh, those five years out um. How is the integration coming? I played with it a little bit. I really liked it. Have they done any more integration with the membership and Sensei and how that's tying together?
2: So it's cool that we, we, we scheduled this about a week ago and uh, yesterday, SkyBridge announced a whole bunch of free plugins uh, mm-hmm. for memberships, I should say, for memberships. So like they built little add-ons just for memberships. Three of them are free. One of them is about Sensei. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up because I, I have not had a chance yet to look at it. <laughs> but um, let's see if I can try to find it here. Uh, but their Sensei integration. I've told've I had the tab open and I closed it. Um, but their Sensei integration is getting a little bit better. Um, so the the integration between memberships and Sensei is getting better. They put just put out a free little add-on. you can Google it. Um, however, I will say Sensei has sort of slowed down quite a bit. so if so so does this make sense? like the integration between the two is tighter? but Sensei itself hasn't had a lot of development in the last year or two. So if you're looking for the latest, greatest uh, LMS, learning management solution, um, it may not it may not have the features you want, but if it does, then the integration between memberships and Sensei is solid. Excellent.
0: Well, and that was one I've always recommended we look at, at least with clients, if they already had WooCommerce, because, mm-hmm. you know, it just made sense. Although the other... Uh, some of the other LMS sites I work with, work very well with WooCommerce mm-hmm. also. Um, completely separate, mm-hmm. but just so, so I can know. Um, you mentioned the themes using Storefront, or I think I used Canvas, which was also a, a Woo theme, so it was recommended for WooCommerce. Um, any specific themes or page builders we need to be careful of when we're working with WooCommerce?
2: Oh boy! Uh, this is—I feel like this is a loaded question. Um, when I was in WooThemes support, we had a lot of issues with page builders. I don't want to call okay. any one of them out, but I, just it's,
0: to be careful about page builders. Yeah, but, I don't want to put you
2: on the spot. But but I would <laughs> say be careful with them. And the other thing is, um, I would look for one that talks about uh, tight integration with WooCommerce, or like I would look look in a positive way, like look for one that says, "Hey, we let you customize the product page." Um, but I'd also hold off if you can for just a little bit, because with Gutenberg coming out. I know, so if you've been following Gutenberg, like the first thing WooCommerce is doing is they're sort of replacing the product shortcode, and I imagine the very next thing they're doing is they're going to let you start customizing the product page using Gutenberg blocks. At least I hope that's what they're going to do. So I would, if you can, hold off a little bit on that, um, just because if there's a tool built into WordPress, you want to use that rather than a a tool built on top of WordPress to integrate with a different tool built on top. Does that make sense?
0: Makes sense. And yeah, I didn't want you to throw anybody under the bus, but just that concern. And I love that idea, though. If, if you could customize product pages with Gutenberg blocks, because that was, working with clients, one of the biggest frustrations they had was customizing product pages without, Absolutely. you know, wanting to hire a developer every time they needed something.
2: Absolutely. And, and just one other thing, if, if you're customizing product pages, well, uh, I have a the webinar that's coming up about that, but there's so many, so many plugins you can Google yourself and just look about how do I add tabs? How do I replace how do I have the image with a video? There's a bunch of free plugins that will let you do a lot of those customizations that you want to do with the page builder anyway.
0: Great. Thank you. I'm going to hand it back to Jonathan, but first I do want to make sure Patrick, if you could get me all the links to these webinars so we sure. can promote them and get them in the show notes, please. Jonathan.
1: Yeah, that that's, you must have read my mind, uh, Kim. As normal, she always reads me so easily. <laughs> it's hard to read, Kim. Uh, um, there we go. Uh, um, so, um, <laughs> so, Patrick, when's the next
2: um, of,
1: I think you said you, you're doing a set of free ones and then paid ones?
2: So I think there's two more paid ones. I think there's one more free one. So the, the next paid one is next week. It's Wednesday, March 21st. Uh, and it's, it's sort of a middle-of-the-day U.S. time, so it's like 1 p.m. Central Central time. Right. Um, so there's that, and then I think it's about every two weeks. So there's two weeks from then is the audience choice webinar, and we talked with the audience, and it seems like they want to know about Gutenberg. So I am actually going to talk about what WooCommerce is already doing with Gutenberg and where I think they're going to go and kind of things that we just talked about with page builders. So that's a free one. It's going to be about two weeks from... March 21st, so it'll be early oh, April. Uh, we're gonna have to discuss that in our bonus content. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: good. And, and um, what about the other one, I'll interrupt. The, you yeah, no, no.
2: the last one is April 25th and 26th, and that's building WooCommerce websites for clients.
1: Oh, that's great. And if people want to get um, find out more about you in general, what's the best um, resources online to achieve that, Patrick?
2: Find out more about me. So I, I kind of like chatting on Twitter. So uh, hit me up at BFTrick on Twitter or my website is Speaking in Bytes and that's B-Y-T-E-S, like computer bytes, uh, speakinginbytes.com. I have a lot of articles about WooCommerce. I think I have 100, 150 something. So there's a lot of good stuff there. That's great.
1: And Kim, how can people find out more about what you're up to and um, things you've written about in general?
0: <laughs> you can find uh, links to everything at com and Twitter I am at Kim Schibler. And I am getting, I've not been, I've been bad in Twitter or absent from Twitter for a month, but I'm getting back in it.
1: You're getting back in it, great. Yeah. Um, folks, if you want to find out more about WP Tonic, um, just go to our website we've published uh, a number of great articles this um, last month, um, free on learning management systems and also a couple about uh, WordPress security in general so um, we've written a lot of quality content last month, so you definitely want to go and read some of that and We love your feedback about what you liked about the articles and what you what you would like us to write about and also um, these interviews, content guests, anything remarks, they're much appreciated. And um, this Friday, also remember every Friday we do a roundtable show um, at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, which you can watch on the WP Tonic Facebook page live and you can remark about how poorly I'm managing the show Uh, (laughs) you always do folks all your classical WordPress community remarks are always welcome and if you really want to support the show go to iTunes and give us a review and I always read them and if they're really amusing I will read them out live on the show as well so we're going to wrap it up Thanks for joining us and like, remember, we continue the discussion, which you can see on the website or our YouTube channel with Patrick. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.